Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo, and today I have an amazing author to share with you. She is Terry Overton, and her book titled Both Sides of the Border recently won the Speak Up Talk Radio Firebird Book Award. Terry obtained her PhD in psychology and her education degree in special education. She taught in public schools and was a school psychologist and a professor before retiring in 2016. Her university experiences included teaching at Longwood University in Virginia, the University of Texas Brownsville, the University of Texas Pan American, University of Texas Rio Grande Valley, and Stephen F. Austin State University. She held positions as dean and department chair during her tenure in higher education. Her areas of research included behavior disorders, learning disorders, autism, and research in higher education. And she currently resides in Paris, Texas, near her children and grandchildren. She enjoys biblical history and general Bible studies, writing, blogging, and playing golf. And I am so happy to share her with you today. So welcome to the network, Terry. Thank you, Pat. And let me thank you and uh, all the other judges for the award. I was really humbled by that, and, and I do appreciate it. I will tell you um, that part of the reason that I did write Both Sides of the Border is living in Paris, Texas, I missed living on the border a lot. And in fact, since that book has gone out and um, has been published, I have moved back to the border. So I'm now living along close to the Rio Grande, which is um, kind of where the book takes place. Yes, I imagine that that experience really colors your your writing, having lived it and not just researched mm -hmm. it. I understand that's probably what helped to motivate you to write the book? Yes, uh-huh, it did. So how long did it take for you to write this? As I think I had maybe mentioned before, that the traveling in Mexico, um, touring around in the cities, going you know, moving down here as a university professor, all of that took place off and on for a period of 20 years. I didn't travel in Mexico recently. Most of those experiences where one of the characters is traveling and sightseeing and so on happened probably before 2012, the years of, you know, 2000 to 2012. I was traveling around there quite a bit. Um, but then, you know, the face of Mexico kind of changed and it wasn't quite as friendly to go either with my husband or by myself or with a group, so I haven't done that too much lately. That just took a period of years, but the the actual um, knowing the people and, and so forth here in the Valley really did inform a lot of what I tried to incorporate in the characters. So let's talk about the book. Give us a sneak peek into the, uh, the substance of the book. And this is a Christian fiction book, um, but it is based on the lives of two fictional characters. The one character is a, a female, uh, Eva, from the United States, and she is the one that's kind of semi-biographical for me because she was a university professor and traveled around, and she's um, she's the one that kind of represents my view of where America stands in in their um, understanding of immigration and, and what it's like living in Mexico, which is she was so kind of um, absorbed in her own studies and her own world and her own, you know, immediate environment and her own personal challenges that she didn't pay that much attention to what was happening just across the border uh, at the beginning of the book. And the other character, actually, it's um, it's another woman, and she's, you know, like 19 or 20, um, traveling with her two teenage brothers, and they're coming from Honduras 
up to the United States because they, they're looking for a better life, essentially. And she's a, a stronger, um, has stronger Christian background, very, you know, relies on her faith a lot as she rides, she and her brothers ride the death train up through Mexico and encounter cartels and violence and accidents and injuries. Um, and she just keeps turning back to her faith in God. And I, I don't know how much of the whole scenario I'm, you know, really supposed to say because I don't want to spoil anything, but the two women do eventually meet and um, and decide that they, they kind of understand each other's perspectives from both sides of the border, which is where the title came from. Right, right. What a timely book for today, right? Right. And, and you know, it was actually written a couple of years ago, and, and back then it was kind of pre-COVID, so we've got that other issue now with um, with these you know, so many people coming across at the same time and close quarters and so on that we didn't have when I when I wrote the book. But most of the other issues are exactly what they are now. It's you know, hasn't changed. Sure. And as you were speaking, you were talking about Eva who's caught up in her own life and, and I mm-hmm. I still think that's probably the answer to a lot of situations today where people think that people are being dismissive of other races or cultures or genders, but I do think most of it is just people are just caught up in their own life, not meaning to be dismissive, but because of that, don't have the time to really understand what other people are going through. Right. And and it's not intentional. Right. But I will say that, unfortunately, the, the news that gets out there is so simplistic. And so people are so preoccupied in, in whatever else is going on in their lives, they just pick up these little sound bites and think, oh, well, that must be the way it is. When actually, I don't think either side really understands all of the issues. It's very complex. I mean, the people that are talking, uh, you know, against immigration, I, I would just like to ask the ordinary person, do you know about our policies? Do you know about temporary enforced departure, temporary protection? Do you really know what DACA means? And then for the other side to say, do you know, you know, if you you want all this um, immigration, do you understand who all is coming over here and how is that protecting, you know, our own citizens? So it's it's a lot more complex than than people want to believe it is, I think. And they look for an easy answer. And there's not an easy answer. Thank you for saying that. And that's what I think, you know, you mentioned sound bites and that's how people live. They, oh my gosh, if we just say this word instead of that word, then everything mm-hmm. will be better. And that's not the case at all. I mean, it really takes time, understanding and a willingness to learn. If we could just have more open conversations to allow us to understand and learn rather than trying to put people down or shaming people for not being necessarily aware Exactly. And one of the things that I have mentioned in, well, like on my blog and so forth is we need to ask different questions and we need to make different kinds of statements. So, you know, you can't say, oh, we have to um, allow these, you know, poor children to come in. You have to ask, how can we allow this to happen and be financially responsible and protect, you know, the citizenry and, and just look at the bigger picture instead of just we have to take them all in because everybody, you know, is hurting. Are there other ways that um, that we can help as a people and as a government? And are there different policies, different questions we can ask that would implement um, more fair kinds of, I guess, policies that that are fair to us and fair to those people that are suffering? Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. So as I said before, your book is extremely timely. I think it's an important read for for folks right now. What do you hope that people will get the most from from your book? What what do you hope that they walk away from or with after they read your book? I've I've actually heard some of this already in some of the reviews is that it's changing the perspective that one side had of the other side. And I've gotten um I've had people that are very conservative that think the book is too liberal. I've had people that are very liberal say, you know, it's too conservative. And I say to myself, I'm, I've done the right job. Then. You know, I want people to start to see how complex it is and that you need to look from somebody else's viewpoint before you start making demands or asking questions and try to just consider everybody in the picture, not just one side or the other. I agree. I think when you elicit a response, whether it's what you might consider a positive or a negative response, at least you've shaken people up and caused them to stop and think, you know, and that's the point. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the point. Um, And as I said, I've had a lot of really good reviews, some that I I just couldn't believe. (laughs) You know, I've read them. I'm like, oh, my gosh, they really get it. You Uh know, so. Um, I think that people that are taking the time to read it are kind of looking at things a little bit differently, even if it's just for a little while, so that the next time they hear a soundbite, maybe they would say, oh, wait a minute, they're not thinking about such and such, you know. It's like you can't just boil it down to one or two bullet points or talking points and say this is this is it. Absolutely. And sadly, I think our society today wants things spoon fed to them with one bite so that they don't have to think. So um, mm-hmm. I think you're making a, a change here with your book. So I'm happy that we're talking about this. I think it's extremely important. Let's talk about your cover art. I like the cover. I went through several. This was done by my publisher and I went through several different kind of mock-ups of um of what it might look like, and I was really pleased with this one, the, you know, the final one. I wanted it to show uh, the two women and somehow depict, you know, the border of Mexico, a map of some kind, um, just kind of some geography of how hard it is to travel. So I asked for a little bit of desert scenery in the background, and I think the, the illustrator did a really good job with it. Mm-hmm. The cover is very compelling. So are you going to be pursuing more projects in this line of thinking with the, the border situation? Well, I've had a couple of people ask me, is there going to be a sequel? And I'm like, oh, well, I don't know. I haven't <laughs> thought about a sequel of this book yet. And then my husband came up with the whole plot. And I said, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know if I, if I want to do that. Um, but um, I normally, I've been doing more writing lately for middle grade readers. And um, because I am a former educator and I, I, think it's a chance to use fiction to teach some things that I'm not sure are really being covered very well uh, right now in the schools. And for example, one of them is teaching a little bit about, you know, why is Jerusalem in the Middle East important today? And, and I know when I was growing up and I would maybe hear things in church and I would think, oh, well, religious wars, that's ridiculous. People don't fight over their religion. And, and yet here we are. So um, I use a middle grade reader series called the Newton Chronicles to actually um, teach through time travel some of the history of Jerusalem for kids in that like 10, 11, 12 year old uh, age range. And I, I do have other kids books coming out um, and also another novel, which is based, oddly enough, on a female Christian writer who lives on the coast of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> 
sure. But um, those won't be coming out for several months. So. Oh, excellent. I like your idea of the children's books because, you know, similar to this book, Both Sides of the Border, where you use fictionalized characters to really uh -huh. make the point in such a way where you're not hitting people over the head with it. Right. Yeah. And and I would like for kids just to, again, become curious, you know, and after they read some of the stories that are in those books, start to ask and pay attention to what is happening and, and understand that we are a very small part of a very big world and, and what can we do to make that better? Thank you for that. So is that what you're working on right now, the children's books? Um, those are already in publication. They're, they're in press in the works. Okay. Um, the one that I'm currently writing right now, given my special ed background, has, has got one of the characters who has Asperger's syndrome, but he's going to be, you know, the hero of the day kind of character. So um, that's, that's one of, you know, accepting kids no matter what disabilities might be there. That's kind of that message for that particular book. Um, but other than that, that's that's kind of where I am right now, just trying to get the rest of these out there mm -hmm. and finishing this other one. Oh, how exciting. What a, what a good life, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for a retiree, it's excellent. <laughs> I know. I love it. I love it. Well, is there anything we missed that you wanted to talk about today? Um, I think I, I do want to say this because I have, um, I do have, you know, a lot of, Facebook pages I'm members of, uh, groups, things like that, of other writers. And and so I had posted on, um, and my Facebook page is just Terry Overton, and, and you would see it there just under my name. But um, I had posted um, about both sides of the border, and immediately, you know, I got some pushback. Well, all Christians are just supposed to love everybody. They, you're supposed to love the sojourner. You know, it doesn't matter if they're legal or not, you're supposed to love them. And... So I've actually been trying to really get my mind wrapped around what what is the biblical meaning of what's going on here. And some scholars that actually look at the Hebrew and Greek words break down different meanings for citizen, sojourner, and foreigner. And in fact, the foreigner, according to um, biblical scholars, is more of a person who is in a country who doesn't belong there. They're not there legally, whereas the sojourner is just a traveler. And so, you know, I, I've gotten pushed back about that, where we have to help everybody. And and my response has been, well, but what, a, you know, you're supposed to love your neighbors. That includes my next door neighbor. I want to protect them, too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, so again, don't look at things so simplistically. Let's, you know, get a handle on what does the Bible say? What is our current immigration policy? I mean, we need to be familiar with those things before we start um, criticizing what's happening on all issues today. We really need to be highly informed before we can even attempt to make a judgment or an opinion. And I think most people mm -hmm. just take whatever, you know, somebody else said and, and repeat it because you tend to hear the same words and phrases over and uh -huh. over and over again. And clearly yeah. that's not coming. It's kind, of, yeah. it's kind of like if you just keep saying it, it becomes true. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's like, Exactly. Oh, my exactly. gosh. What an important conversation. Thank you for this today. Um, where can folks go then to learn more about you, purchase your books? Okay. Well, of course, it, it's on Amazon. Uh, you can get it in paperback or Kindle form. Um, it's on Barnes & Noble. You can get a paperback or Kindle form there, too. My blog, which is you know kind of a web page, is terryovertonbooks.com. If 
anybody wants to look at that. And I've got a couple of blog posts actually on this topic about asking different questions and changing the dialogue on, on these immigration issues. Um, so they can, you know, follow that and contact me through there. Or they can send me a message if they get on the Facebook and, you know, I'll, I'll message you too. Oh, excellent. Thank you, Terry. So it's Terry Overton. Her book is titled Both Sides of the Border. Her website is terryovertonbooks.com. Terry, you are a blessing. Thank you for taking the time today and sharing this very, very important topic and your book. Well, thank you. And thank you for having me. And again, thank you so much for the award.